How do you know you're making the very best decisions? How do you know you're not jumping to conclusions or making assumptions about other people? Let's talk about that today in the Someday Arrival podcast. Hi, welcome again. Uh, We're going to talk today about bias and specifically bias that we're not even aware of, unconscious bias, that kind of internal autocomplete. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And basically, it's about how internet and social media companies are able to sell your attention. They sell your time to advertisers. The, the, uh, the key quote is, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. You're being sold to someone else. And the way they do this is they use artificial intelligence to find out what you love and to keep giving you more of that so you keep on logging on. So Google do this, YouTube, Facebook. And and the thing that shocked and surprised me the most was that Google will show you different autocompletes depending on where you live in the world. So if I type in go global warming is in the UK, in a postcode in the UK, I might get the answer, global warming is an existential threat or global warming is the greatest challenge faced by a generation. But someone else in another part of the world or even another part of my country might get global warming is and it would autocomplete as fake, is not real, is a myth. And if we all see different things when we open the apps, that just cements our existing beliefs and reinforces the worldview that we've already got, it means that we're living in increasingly in echo chambers where the technology means that everything around us, the people around us are always agreeing with us. We never hear a different viewpoint. And that can be really dangerous because it polarizes communities and even whole societies and nations. It makes it harder for us to entertain or engage with a different point of view. Nin, I think that's how you pronounce it, has a wonderful quote, and it's this, we don't see the world as it is, we see the world as we are. That sense of putting on those spectacles and everything is then interpreted through your own um, presumptions and presuppositions and beliefs. That's how you view other things. So, And even without this help in hand from Google or Facebook, Human beings have this inbuilt sort of autocomplete function already. When we hear a name, when we see what a person's wearing, whenever we watch the news or even if we read a job application, maybe we're going to interview someone, our brains will jump to certain assumptions and conclusions really quickly. Um, And they're based on where we grew up. They're based on our friendship groups, our family, our own life experiences, perhaps the books that we've read. And of course, the things that we're clicking on and watching and reading online, which we now know are carefully picked for us. And that has an effect in of itself. We all have a unique way of seeing the world. And we can decide, completely unawares, whether someone is like us or one of us really quickly. In the UK, there's something called the FTSE 100. It's the 100 most successful public companies. How many of those do you think have a female at the top, a female CEO. Five. Now, do we really believe 
that 95% of female managers are less smart than their male counterparts? Do we really believe that 95% of men in FTSE companies are consciously and intentionally being sexist when they're appointing people? Something unconscious is at play in the decision making. We all have gaps in our knowledge and our experience. And what we're doing is we're filling in these bits of the jigsaw with our best guess from our own experience. And we don't even realise we're doing it. We all have these assumptions, these blind spots that we're just not aware of. Take, for example, a picture of a construction worker, of a builder. Maybe, you know, picture a yellow hard hat and the tall belt and the kind of greasy overalls. Uh, If you saw that person, what would you think about them? What do you think about their politics? What do you think about the way they might speak, the kind of language and phrases they might use? Or equally, if you see a polo player, you know, a handsome guy with slick hair and a big muscular physique a kind of confident grin, would you make assumptions about him and about who he is, about what he stands for, about whether or not you're going to like him or her? What about if you saw a black man in a hoodie? There was a fantastic um, piece of work done recently where 56 highly successful black men were photographed beautifully wearing a hoodie. There's this idea that what someone looks like should have some connection with who they are. But of course it doesn't. One of the guys was Will Adiasi, and he owns a company, a very successful company, selling watches. And in just two and a half years, he's sold products in over 30 countries, which has enabled him to provide a uniform for over 2,000 children and to help some of the poorest children in sub-Saharan Africa. There's no reason to draw conclusions from a a photograph of a a man in a hoodie about who he is or his accent or what he might be doing in life. It's only our personal experience that leads us to think certain names or certain appearances belong to people from certain backgrounds who will act in a certain way. And that's really dangerous because we very quickly begin to operate using stereotypes. Malcolm Gladwell says this, he says, we are not helpless in the face of our first impressions. They may bubble up from our unconscious, from behind a locked door inside of our brain, but just because something is outside of our awareness, it doesn't mean it's outside of our control. That's from Blink, the power of thinking without thinking. So when we recognise we have bias, without even meaning to, bias we're not aware of, we can do something about it, we can mitigate it. It opens us up to the fact that we we need to look at a wider range of possibilities. And I'm going to give you just some suggestions of, of, of why that's important. If you are making assumptions with bias, then you are missing voices in the room. And that means you're making weaker decisions. You're lacking language, images, concepts, ideas that will help you resonate with others. Number two, you are inadvertently denying opportunities for both those individuals and perhaps the cause or organisation you're part of. And number three, you are unintentionally being part of the problem. You're propagating and preserving some unfair barriers, perhaps systemic barriers. So there's a great cartoon of two people speaking and one is saying, it's a six, it's written on the floor. And the other saying, it's a nine. And of course, it can be both. And we have to think about and 
we have to take on board contrasting ideas and we're going to make our societies wiser our organizations and groups more effective and ultimately we're going to move away from this polarized way of functioning as a society so i hope you found that useful the next time you you see a name on a cv the next time you see a, a face in the in the newspaper or on the news or on your phone don't jump to conclusions don't fill in that puzzle with an assumption seek out other voices if you're putting together a a group to look at a new idea or project make sure there's representation in that group so i hope something there was thought-provoking and helpful if it was do tell your friends as it were share it on social media click like subscribe rate it if you can it all helps others to find it and if it's useful for you maybe it's useful for someone else so please until next time make someday today Mm